Hello, creeps and ghouls. You're listening to Martell's Movie Madness with your host, Ryan Martell and Cagney Larkin. So grab your popcorn and try to survive the movie madness. <laughs> Hey y'all, welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host, as always, Ryan Martell, and I'm here with... So I was getting choked out by Bathsheba, man. Oh man. Cagney Larkin fighting off some demons. We just got done watching The Conjuring. I think they followed us around. They've definitely attached to us. If they didn't attach to us physically, I definitely have that image of Bathsheba sitting on top of the motherfucking cabinet burned into my brain. Jesus fucking Christ. I know. Burned into my brain. <coughs> what a terrifying on-screen presence. For uh, sure. Visually, viscerally, like you just, you want to look away. But then you want to keep looking because you're going to miss the movie. In case you haven't picked up by now, we are doing uh, the Conjuring Universe the next two weeks. This week and next. And we're watching them in, uh, what would you call, hatchet order? It's chronological order. Yeah, I know the when you watch Star Wars in chronological order, it's referred to as, like, hatchet order is what uh, they call it for some, for some reason. I don't so have any like, clue. Yeah, so when you do a movie in chronological order, that's like the term. Hatchet. Okay, hatchet I, got, order, okay yeah. I got you. So it has nothing to do with Victor Crowley. No, but I wish it did, but those movies are already in hatchet order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically. So... We got a little bit of stuff to get to before we get into the actual movies yeah. we watched today. Where are we plugging a date? Got a couple dates this week. Oh, a couple <clears> dates. Yeah. Um, 60 Second Horror Challenge still going on online. Virtual. Uh, hopefully, I think it's on the October 17th still, but check their social medias to be sure. Uh, I've been checking for updates. They haven't said anything about changing the date, so I'm assuming that it's still the same. Cool, cool. Um, but all the information on that can be found on all their social medias. Just type in uh, 60 Second Horror It'll pop right up. Um, and then the next thing we got... It, oh, well, let me tell you what the 60-second horror challenge is, just in case you haven't been listening uh, for the past couple weeks. Um, it's 60-second horror challenge is a film festival where they take 60 uh, short films, all under a minute long, and they uh, play them and they give them uh, awards and whatnot. And they have celebrity judges that are going to be judging these movies. Um <coughs> which when this was a uh, in-person thing they were going to have those actually there on hand uh, which would have been cool very cool uh, but I, now this virtual I think it's going to be like all live chat uh, maybe Zoom I don't know uh, yeah but that, that's what we got there and uh, the next thing we've got is the Charlotte Film Festival which is going to be running from September 23rd to the 27th uh, this is a virtual film festival, just like the 60 Second Horror Challenge is. Uh, usually Charlotte Film Festival is at Airsley Grand Cinemas, uh, but Airsley cannot open right now because of COVID-19 restrictions. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, very, their, their very manager, unfortunately. Their manager, by the way, uh, a good friend of mine, Josh Thompson, does have a petition running on change.org. Yeah, I signed it. To, yep, for you to go in there and yep. uh, sign to get them reopened. So go help out Airsley Grand Cinema. Yep, Airsley and, and other uh, North Carolina cinemas. I don't think anything in North Carolina is open right now. I think only South Carolina theaters are open. Yeah, yeah, because Big E and Gaffney's open right yeah. on the road. Um, 
But yeah, it's going to be all online. You can go to www.charlottefilmfestival.org for more information about that. They've got tickets on sale now. You can either buy a pass for the entire festival, which is like 50 bucks, yeah. or you can buy uh, individual movies do just in case you, you don't want to. Do they know we're plugging yeah, their date? Do. Yeah. Cool, cool. My uh, friend Jay is the programmer. Nice. So, Very nice. Uh, he asked me to talk about it, and I told him I would. I was going to uh, enter uh, Welcome to Hell, a short film with puppets, into yeah. it, but the late fee was yeah, just yeah. ridiculous. I didn't feel like paying like 50 bucks. And um, they've actually got some pretty good-looking stuff going on up there. Uh, the biggest thing that I've seen so far is uh, they've got the doc- the David Arquette documentary. Yeah, uh, cool. You Cannot Kill David Arquette, which is going to be about his uh, comeback to wrestling and his turnaround in his life, so I guess. So Ready to Rumble kind of like was playing off of his uh, real life a little bit? Uh, yeah, well, th- for the promotion for that movie, they yeah. actually had him involved with a real wrestling story okay. angle, and he actually won the WCW World Championship That's as funny. part of that. That's funny. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what this is about. It's kind of a redemption story. Because a lot of people hated him for a long time for that. And said it was one of the worst things that ever happened to wrestling. And he's really come back and, and like, really gave it a serious run this time. And he's just won a lot of people back over by doing what he's been doing. As you know, Um, we're big fans of David Arquette on Martell's Movie Madness. Oh, huge, huge David Arquette fans. From Scream all the way to Eight-Legged Freaks. Um, But, yeah. He, uh, last year or the year before last, I think it was the year before last, he had a match with uh, a wrestler called Nick Gage. I don't know if you know anything about Nick Gage. No. Uh, but he's a deathmatch wrestler predominantly, uh, which means he uses, like, barbed wire, light tubes, pizza cutters. Wow. Stuff in his, and stuff like that in his matches. He's a utility man. Uh, yeah, he's very badass, known for just being a rough and tough guy. Rough and tough. But also known for, you know, his professionalism and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, it it gets it gets interesting in that match because David Arquette decides that he's not going to play along anymore, right. and tries to go shoot on Nick Gage, which does not work out in David Arquette's favor. Didn't seem like it would. And uh, David Arquette is like gushing blood out of his neck at one point. It's pretty gruesome stuff. Real? Yes, real, real blood. Uh, I mean, he got cut with a light tube. Wow, fluorescent light tube. So, um, yeah, it's very brutal. It's very awesome. It's, David Arquette took it all in stride. Yeah, Follow that up with that with that adjective. Uh, after the fact, he he kind of was like, "Well, I know I'm never doing another death match." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yep, yep." Doesn't seem like that was your Can't wheelhouse, buddy. Uh, but he was stepping in for an injured wrestler, uh, Joey Ryan, mm-hmm. who is now uh, blacklisted from wrestling because he was a sexual predator. Who? Uh, Joey Ryan. I'm not familiar with him. Well, okay, well. His whole gimmick has always been like he's a slex, uh, sleazy, uh, kind of sexist guy. Yeah, and uh, he he had he had gained, come to fame by flipping people with his dick, like he was like slamming people with his dick, like they were grabbing his dick, and he was slamming them with wow. it. Wow! And uh, it turns out he was doing uh, more non consensual things like that outside of the ring. So mm-hmm. uh, fuck Joey Ryan for being a piece of shit. But uh, we do love David Arquette for stepping in in that match, even though he nice. got yeah, wrecked. something I'm interested in checking out, man. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, I can definitely show you that match sometime soon. Um, so, all that out of the way. Now we got one question, Cagney. What am I watching? What you watching? I had a feeling that was going to be it. For some, for, just for some odd reason. 
Uh, well, as you know, Ryan, I was out of town for five days working on a television show set. And uh, I was literally on set for five days straight, staying in a hotel, uh, which I was uh, kindly put up in the hotel by the producer. So that was awesome. You know, a free hotel, three Welcome meals back. a day. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Um, so I did all that. Did not do any movie watching. I was working 12 to 16 hours a day on set. And then I got back. I took me like a fucking full two days to like recuperate and <laughs> get back into like my muscles not hurting from just going, going, going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did not watch any films, but I did binge on some Impractical Jokers as always. That's That show has, uh, I've always been a fan, but it, lately it's become my my go-to comfort zone show. They, those guys are my background noise. And if you guys aren't familiar with the show, it's a hidden camera prank show, and it's fucking hilarious. I highly it really recommend. Is. I highly recommend you watch it. Every episode is completely different from the last. You never know what you're going to get. So it's it's not really something I ever kind of seeked out to watch. Yeah, but I've, I always would watch it if it was on. Yeah, it's it's and luckily it's always on True TV. It's like the only fucking show they run because it just does better than anything. You know, it's a. They run four hours of Impractical Jokers, and then... One like, to two episodes of something, something else. something else, and then right back into another marathon. Jokers. And then there's, like, six spinoff shows. There's a talk show about it. There's a, a sketch show. There's a virtual Zoom conference show due to COVID-19 that they did. And then there's an inside, like, pop-up video type show that they have for it, all streaming on HBO Max. Go check it out. Uh, you will... <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go watch it. Hell Yeah. Uh, so dude. Ryan, what have you been watching? Well, I'm gonna start with my pick of the week. Okay, like I always do. How's that pumpkin donut? It's good. Is it delicious? Mm-hmm. I've been waiting so long <laughs> for these fucking pumpkin spice donuts. To yeah, Ryan. One Ryan of my has things, hit basic bitch mode. <laughs> one of my favorite things in the world is pumpkin flavored, pumpkin spice flavored pastries. Okay. I don't do the lattes or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a coffee guy. Yeah, I'm a coffee guy. <clears throat> but I drink my coffee black, so. Cakes and shit, though? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, love it. <laughs> okay, so my pick of the week this week, uh, recently added to Shudder not too long ago, Jawbreaker, starring yeah. uh, Rose McGowan. 90s, right? A bunch of other Late 90s. noticeable faces, yeah. Um, early 90s, actually. Early, I think. Oh, early 90s, mm-hmm. okay. Very fun movie. What constitutes uh, that movie being on Shutter? It's 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 a, like a murder mystery movie, kind of. Okay. Uh, not really, but really, it's not, sort of. All right. I guess somebody dies, and then people. I can't, I've seen Heather's, but I haven't seen yeah. Jawbreaker. It's kind of like um, it's in the same vein as Heather's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I've always kind of they accident they accidentally kill their friend, and then uh, the, oh, classic the, the classic accidentally kill my friend. The scenario. meanest yeah. mean girl has her like plot to frame somebody okay. and. Uh, then they come up with a scheme to Okay, get, okay, to I'll check it out, I'll check it out, I got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really fun. Very 90s. Nice. Um, Some of the best times. You got Pam Greer in there. Can't oh, go wrong okay. with Pam Greer. Uh, I gave it a 4 out of 5 on the Martell scale. Cool. Definitely a must-see if you're into that uh, teen scream kind of movie. Right, right. Uh, a little different twist on the genre. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, this is all pre-Scream, so it's kind of like, uh, and pre-Craft even, too, I think. And, and good, because every teen slasher that came out after that was a Scream rip-off. Yeah, just a Scream rip-off. Um, well, here's looking at you. I know what you did last summer. 
written by the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my pick of the week. And then I watched two things on Prime. I didn't really watch a lot of other stuff. Oh, you got Prime again? Yeah, I got Prime back. I, I watched Woo. a bunch of Shit's Creek. I caught up with Shit's Creek. Well, that's Netflix. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's, that's that is Netflix. But I'm saying that's the other that, thing yeah. I watched. Um, I caught up with Shit's Creek, and then I watched these two movies on Prime. I watched Capone, starring uh, Tom Hardy. Um, it's okay. It's a pretty decent movie. Um, not the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. But it's also not like a typical gangster movie. It, it actually follows Capone in the later stages of his life uh, as he's dying. Yeah, he said when he's like he's going very crazy. Sick. Yeah, he's very losing sick, his mind. losing his mind because he's infected and with And he syphilis. said it's uh, David, did you say it's David Fincher? Who is this? No, I don't think it's David Fincher. I don't know who directed I don't remember who directed it. Okay. Um, but it's got Linda Carlini in it also. She plays Capone's wife. Um, I'm pretty sure it's somebody of note that directed that film. It's got a, it's got a bunch of like... Actors from The Sopranos. Uh, Josh, yeah, Josh Trank. Who is that? Uh, he uh, did the the very very terrible Fantastic Four film. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. watch that. So. Yeah, and then uh, but the very very awesome Chronicle from 2012. Okay, I didn't see that. Found yet, footage superhero so. movie. Guys okay. that find superpowers in a little okay. cave. Awesome. Nice, awesome. Right. Uh, so I just I gave Capone a two out two point five out of five because it's okay. not bad, but it's not good either. Yeah, well, I mean, coming with a director, not a good track track record if you're interested in capone and seeing like the historical accuracies or inaccuracies of that then uh it could be something interested in interesting to you but uh for me it was just kind of a movie that my brother wanted to watch and i watched it with him so yeah i mean you can't get wrong with bane dude no tom hardy is amazing in it I, i will give I will give credit where credit is due all the acting in this movie is fantastic nice there is no bad acting in this no bad role i'm I'm pretty sure this was he had to do some method acting in this man to really get in that character for sure. So what's up next Definitely. on your list? Uh, next up, I had a documentary about scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh it's yeah, just, I keep seeing that pop up. How it's is just it? called Scary Stories. It's okay. Does too. it hit on the animation a lot? Because that's like the best thing about the uh, books. It talks know? about the animation, but like, it's mostly it mostly focuses on the fact that parents were trying to get it taken out of libraries. Okay, well, that's cool. That's cool because I can give um, a shit less about <clears throat> reading about the stories. You know, I already know them. Uh, I don't. I don't hate the documentary like the subject matter is yeah. interesting and it's it's it tells the story good but it recycles a lot of the footage uh i'm pretty uh, sure that thing was rushed out yeah. just to be released like right before the film yeah, came it, out it, it rushes a lot of which the film missed a I few mean, marks it, it, for me too it recycles a lot of the stuff that goes that they say or yeah, yeah. show in it so it shows the same thing a bunch of times i try to like, fatten it out a little they definitely could have taken taken more time and shot more footage. It's kind of like when you're bullshitting on schoolwork and you say the same sentence yeah. in three different ways. But it was a, <laughs> it's perfectly okay. Yeah. And it gets you the story, but it could have gave you that in like half the time. I feel like uh, I gave it a two point five, also out of five. So uh, two not two bad movies, but also not very great. You must have been bored so. to watch that, man. Um, I don't know, man, because I, I I just wanted to watch it because it you keeps know, popping up. No, I just I, I was interested in it because I want to see the movie. I still haven't seen the movie yet. We'll have to watch it, man. And, I've only seen it once. Um, that's just something that fascinates me. Anytime there's kind of like uh, controversy around something, right. it, it's kind of something that I find interesting. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I was watching this week. Um, now we're gonna get into our nitty gritty. All right, uh, let's give a big round of applause to Mr. James Wan. Uh, a fucking visionary. The man made Saul. James Wan is Martell's movie madness approved. 
Yeah, for sure. Pretty much anything he puts his name on, I will co-sign. I mean, I do kind of still blame him a little bit for the death of uh, Paul Walker. As soon as he signed on to direct Fast and Furious 7, Paul Walker died. Only James Wan, just stay in the horror lane, you know? Stay in your own genre. I blame The Rock. I blame The Rock. I mean, I'm going to blame everybody except for Paul Walker. You know? We just go down the list. <laughs> He's being too fast and too furious. Yeah, because that, that did blow my mind when all of a sudden James Wan was announced yeah. Fast Furious 7 and then Aquaman. I'm like, holy shit, James Wan. Look oh, yeah. at you go, bro. But uh, I'm glad to know he's still staying humble. We're still staying in the Conjuring universe. Uh, unfortunately, we would have had been able to talk about the Conjuring 3 today. Actually, three months ago. Four uh, months ago. Our original release date for that yes. film was in June. Yeah, the original release date for that and Candyman were in June, and Candyman has also been pushed to next year. Yep. So now we're looking at uh, both of these films coming out next year. But in the meantime, that's why you guys got us. We're here to watch these yes. movies, shed a little insight on them, and uh, get you a little hyped for The Conjuring Part 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, which we are super excited about. Super duper excited. Uh, what we What we're doing this week and next week is we're watching the Conjuring Universe movies in chronological order, like I said at the beginning of the episode. So we started with The Nun. Uh, the Nun's not the best movie in the Conjuring Universe, in my opinion. It's it's There isn't a really bad movie in the Conjuring Universe, I don't think. That's just me, though. Yeah, subjective, subjective. Yeah. Um, if you guys think there is a bad one, let us know. Well, a lot of people didn't like The Nun, and a lot of people didn't like and uh, I can totally see why. Curse this... of La Llorona. The Nun is a gothic horror film smack dab in the middle of a franchise yeah. of things that go bump in the night. Uh, possession movies. And so when you hit your audience with this, when we're already used to this little formula of what yeah. you've given us with The Conjuring, because it was just Conjuring, Conjuring mm-hmm. 2 in both Annabelle films at the time, right? Uh, no, this was actually the... Uh, this one came out right before La Llorona, so the year before La Llorona came out so annabelle comes home came yeah. out before the nun no, after the nun yeah yeah so yeah so it was just yeah. all those yeah then afterwards was the last annabelle yep, yep, yep. so so we've seen four films in this universe <laughs> so far and i guess i mean i guess that's cool they uh, creatively changed their standpoint a little bit yeah. because who at this point wants to watch the same movie again you know but we haven't i'll give that to these films that's what they do is they do keep it fresh and invigorating for they each sure film, do, man. and each storyline ties into the next one perfectly which is uh Something we kind of just get for face value when we're watching it in our chronological yeah. order because they're literally leading into the next one. So the mystery kind of disapparates when because we're actually getting the full story this time. Yeah. It's cool to take it in this way. I don't recommend watching it this way for your first viewing of the franchise. If you've never seen any of these films, I would approach them in order of release date. That okay. way the scenes at the end make sense yeah, for you. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, if the scenes at the end weren't there tying them in, uh-huh. uh, number one, we would lose that cool aspect. But then it would be cool to watch in chronological order. I, um, when I watched these movies originally, I watched uh, The Conjuring 1 and 2, and then I watched Annabelle and Annabelle Creation. Okay. So I watched them in release order, but... Um, but of by, each franchise, respectively, franchise, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I watched Curse of La Llorona and The Nun and Annabelle Comes Home in theaters as they released. Yeah. So 
Um, and these, what fun movies to have seen in theaters. Super fun uh, I hate you missed out on seeing Conjuring in theaters. Yeah. It, was, it was 2013, and it was fucking packed, man. I remember Dude. sitting on the far right side of the theater, and just people did not stop screaming. It was a relentless viewing experience, man. And you 20- could feel the tension. In 2013, I was not going to see any movies in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> I might have saw a movie every year. Yeah. Since uh, from like 2007 or 8 right. till the last couple of years, 17, mm-hmm. maybe 16. Uh, whenever Movie Pass started bumping, that's when I started going to the theater again a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've always gone. If there's a movie I want to see, I have to go to I the was theater. a sparingly, sparing movie uh, yeah. guest. Uh, Especially I've always, hard. I've always loved movies, but I just always have waited because I've always been poor. You know, I've never yeah. never really had money, and I never really had a job until I was a, a, a like a legit full like a work job where I mm. would actually have regular hours and regular pay. Right. I've had jobs, just not like some steady until I was like twenty four. Mm-hmm. Twenty four is when I really got my shit together. Wow, man! And started working a legitimate job. Uh, which is way late in life yeah. because like I was like up until that point I was like camming and like um, being a dumb lazy fuck trying to earn money doing on odd doing odd jobs doing stuff that I could do from home <laughs> uh, not getting out there and getting it no not at all not I was well, I was 15 years old riding a scooter a razor scooter from my house to Pizza Hut to go to work when I was in fucking ninth grade man <laughs> so I, yeah I've been working every day since I was 15. <laughs> And I mean, I used to help. I used to. Uh, I used to go with my grandpa to sell at the flea markets a lot too. So. Uh, yeah, but, but you're, you're just the annoying little grandkid at that point. When's no. lunch? <laughs> That'd now, be he me. put us to work. Yeah, yeah. I'd be able yeah. to play my Game Boy. Like, when are we eating some we've, damn we've, lunch, we've, Grandpa? We had to unload. I mean, this is not like your normal flea market guy. Like, right. this is not like a dude that just has some tools. Yeah. Or like a dude that has like uh, secondhand clothes and shit. Like. My grandpa had a fucking supermarket on his goddamn <laughs> flea market booth. He had a, in Lancaster, at the Lancaster flea market, he would have seven tables. No wow. shit. All full of shit. He would have uh, Tylenol, like stuff that he, yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah. he would extreme coupon before it was a thing. Mm-hmm. So he would have all this shit that he bought at super discounted prices uh, for basically uh, a huge markup from what he spent on it, yeah. but a discount from what the stores were charging That's for. That's awesome. And he would ha- he had a deal with Little Debbie, so Little Debbie would sell him stuff wholesale. wholesale. Right, right. Uh, he got a lot of um, car stuff from Gunk, mm-hmm. the company Gunk. I don't know if you know anything about that. Not at all. It's like a third-rate fucking uh, motor brand, car mm-hmm. brand thing. It's like motor oil and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this was the- he he had a variety store at the flea market. Right. Uh, so yeah, those were my odd jobs while I was being a slacker, yeah, trying to it. be a rock star. So then you started making some money, right? You're yeah, able to, to treat yourself again. to the theater. I'm glad you finally joined us up in the elite, uh, $14 <laughs> ticket club. Got off on we're a real good tangent you. there. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're going to get back to the nun now. Um, uh, try to avoid just walking through the plot on the film. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's a fun movie, though. I yeah, think, I yeah. think it has a lot of... Uh, we get a trio of a priest, a nun, and a Frenchie. Yeah. And it sounds like a bad bar joke, but they all walk into a church. <laughs> Whenever I first watched this movie, I did not pick up on the fact that Frenchie was already involved in the universe. You know what I mean? 
uh, by being the beginning of the... Yeah, he was in the beginning of The Conjuring. Yeah, but different actor, so you're not... Yeah, yeah, it was a different actor. Yeah, yeah. But they do say his name, they did say he was Frenchie. They called him Frenchie mm-hmm. in The Conjuring. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I never picked up that tie-in. I thought it was strictly right. tied into The Nun. Until the end of The Nun, yeah. when, they have, when they actually show him being exercised, the reshot uh-huh. version of it, uh, with the actual actor from The, mon- the Nun in it. Um... But yeah, we got Which is a, necessary. We get uh, what's her name, Tysa, Tysa Farmiga, Farmiga, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, the sister of Vera Farmiga from who is Lorraine, uh, Lorraine Warren, Warren in The Conjuring One and Two, um, and other films. You know. Oh, she's in The Departed. The Departed. You gotta love The Departed. Yeah, uh, Tysa, her sister. She's been doing a lot of work lately. Oh, yeah. She does a good job in this film. Most yeah. most known for being in American Horror Story. Yes, yes, yes. Multiple seasons. Um, a lot of people um, from American Horror Story are just known from American Horror Story, you know, because most people who watch that show don't watch. Yeah, they don't watch horror movies. <laughs> no. The people who love American, if, if you love American Horror Story, you don't like horror the chances movies. are you don't like horror movies, or you like really formulaic, or like the the. You're one of those people who only like right. sophisticated. Well, that's the fun movies. thing about the Conjuring universe is that I think a, most of society knows about these movies or has seen them. Yeah, they yeah. made a huge cultural impact when they came out because and everybody was talking about the Conjuring. There are people who say they don't like the Conjuring movies yeah. or any of the movies in the Conjuring universe, but I think those people are fucking liars. I think that every horror fan likes these movies. Right. They don't want to admit they like these movies because these are not like the cool horror movies to like. Yeah, they're not the the exploitation films. You know, yeah, yeah, they're not. We the, like to worship. They're not the super underground, yeah. uh, amazing mm-hmm. cinematography. There's no crazy blood, no uh, crazy gore. You know, it's just a, a a crazy tension throughout the entire film and a bunch of things that go bump in the brother, dead of night. Brother, these movies. Let me tell you, they don't stop. You know, the tension grabs the and tension it pulls hard and it stays hard. until it releases when the credits roll. So these motherfuckers, though, in the nun, this this is what trips me out because the first time you watch it, you have no clue what the fuck's going on, right? But like, this whole movie is just fucking ghosted shit. Mm-hmm. There's not. There's three real people in the whole movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, and you're led to believe while you're watching it, everybody in there is real. Yeah, but no, you slowly learn one by Such one. Such a mind fuck. It's just fucking ghosts in there. Such a mind. Fuck. It's uh, it's Valik, the demonic Valic, nun, yes. playing tricks on them, uh, yeah. which uh, I thought was a cool concept. The way they initially uh, sealed Valik, the nun, in there was yeah. the Christian. What are they called? The Christian knights, you know, the the, uh, the, the knights of Christianity. Crusaders. The, yeah, crusaders. the crusaders. Yeah. Uh, they came in and sealed the entrance to hell with the actual blood, blood of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ which is cool because then at the very end uh, we get to use that weapon against yeah. uh, Valak to quote unquote defeat it which you know it doesn't really happen but uh, <laughs> we smear the blood of Christ on Valak's face and like ah it burns I'm melting it's like well, that's well, pretty it's on cool the, uh, they smear it on the face of uh, what's her name what's oh she spits character? it out of her mouth what's the actually. character name of her for, for Tice, uh, uh, sister, sister, some something or other. Sister Irene. Sister Irene. Yeah, she, she's actually been possessed already by uh-huh. Valic, like, and Frenchie rubs the blood on her face. Yeah, it gets her out yeah. of the demon out there, and then she swallows or not swallow it, fills her mouth up with yeah, the blood, spits, spits it on, it on, the, on the face of Valic. And that, that was defeat her cool. in quotation yeah, marks. To defeat her, but nope, she actually <clears throat> gets up in our boy. 
Frenchie, and which leads into this uh, a scene, which is the, our first intro scene for the Conjuring, where they're showing a video. Well, to it's the a class. little bit on into the movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah. our introduction to uh, Ed Lorraine. It's, it's like our part of our introduction. You're to right, the right. Yeah. Well, it's the same seminar. It's just yeah, a different yeah, yeah. part of the seminar. But we see our main character from the Conjuring, the mom, mm. uh, sitting in, and then we l- learn that Frenchie was the man. That was possessed, and we start seeing Miss Warren's uh, premonition yes. of Valak, and then it yes. ends. It just fucking cuts. <laughs> it's like, and, uh, and man, the nun's good. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on uh, rating it, ratings, ratings till because the I next do, week's episode. I want to do a bonus episode where I rate them and put them all in a okay. We're gonna paywall order and everything for we're paywall for our ratings. I, I'll probably put the ratings out publicly but the ranking yeah. like putting them in the ranking order i'll leave that for the uh patreon okay uh the nun uh overall so far my least favorite film in the conjuring okay. universe um i think a bit of it feels unnecessary we just gave the nun a movie because it was a scary ip in the conjuring too yeah. um i think the annabelle series that we're about to lead into leads a lot more to the richness of the conjuring universe you know the yeah. backstory yeah, the yeah, depth yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think the nun does that very well. I think the nun was. I do. I do think it's um, a, maybe on next week when we watch the Conjuring two, uh, so close to each other, where that Valak is the main demon in that movie. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit more for me. But as of right now, I just didn't feel yeah, like it was as necessary. Of, as of right now, in the in the chronological order of things, yeah. it feels like an unnecessary movie. It it's just, feels just like for it's a backstory for one out demon of, that out of the them. way. Yeah, um, there is a sequel in the works. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh well no because I had because I had heard that they were gonna make all these other movies um yeah. the crooked man was gonna get his own movie well I know that one did get scrapped yeah. but none two is still apparently in production okay. uh, as of April because I had last heard year. that everything else was scrapped but Conjuring three it was yeah. just gonna be that and they were well Conjuring three is done and finished man so yeah. give it to us um but yeah that's that's the none short and long. Then and we then watched Annabelle Creation. Movie, yep, in chronological order is Annabelle Creation. <clears throat> Which, in case you didn't know, takes place in olden times. Uh, good old times, where we uh, travel back to the doll maker that so made the Annabelle the early dolls. 60s. Um, we are looking at... There's not here listed a time frame for the film. Okay, well, we'll estimate that it's the mid-60s. Um... Because The Conjuring definitely takes place in the, the early 70s. 70s. Nah, yeah, let's give it an early 60s because we need to let okay. uh, Abigail herself grow Annabelle. up. Annabelle. Yeah. Uh, Abigail. We need to let Annabelle herself grow up and become yeah. a part of the Manson cult. Okay. Uh, Which I think this is running in at our longest film in The Conjuring universe so far. 110 minutes. Creation? Almost a full two hours. Yep. Um, I think Annabelle is... Right at two hours. I think it's two hours and some minutes. No, uh, Annabelle's 98 minutes. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, shit. Annabelle's 98. Annabelle Creation is 110. The Conjuring... Well, the Conjuring's 112. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Conjuring is longer. Two minutes longer. Uh, this movie was a $15 million budget, and we brought in $306.5 million to the box office with this film. So, Annabelle Creation fucking smashed the box office. Yeah. For sure. Well, for good reason, too. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of hype around Annabelle. And as there should be, uh, I think my favorite concept about Annabelle is that it's not a possessed doll. 
Uh, it's not a cursed doll, you yeah. know. It's an actual demon that's using that doll as a conduit. And that is just one of the coolest haunted doll concepts oh, I've and ever the, seen, man. Let's just talk about the character design for the demon first. Yeah, what is the name on that demon? Um, I don't know that it ever gets a name. Yeah, it's just always referred to it's as the, the demon. demon. Yeah, the yeah. demon. Because Annabelle gets blamed for all its bullshit. Mm-hmm. So they always yeah, just so call it's it a demon that uses it as a conduit. But that demon looks <clears throat> so amazing. Like, if you're beautiful. scared of things on screen, like the red-faced man in Insidious, the lipstick demon guy. I'm getting chills uh, just thinking about it. Yeah, things like that that scare you, this dude will fucking frighten you. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Yeah, um, I think... We can kind of talk about Annabelle creation and Annabelle in We're going to talk about right? them together. Yeah. Um, I think he is a little more frightening in the original Annabelle film. You think so? Uh, just the shots, the way they portray him. The, okay. the shot of him on the stairs, the shot of him holding Annabelle up to his face to where half of Annabelle's uh-huh. face is here and half of his face that is over here. That classic James Wan uh, kind of Yes, yes, because it's right from Insidious yeah. where Patrick Wilson, again, the fucking the man, uh, has the red-faced <laughs> demon right behind them, you know. So uh, it's very uh, similar to that shot, but it's cool because it's Annabelle and the demon that controls so, Annabelle. I want to say when I watched when I first watched uh, Annabelle and then Annabelle Creation, mm. uh, I preferred Creation. I still prefer Creation over Annabelle. Yeah, I think it's the rare second movie that is better than the first movie, right. even though it's a prequel, not a sequel. And by law, prequels are usually better than the sequel mm. than the original. Um, I think it's far better. Yeah, I think it's just a better. See, uh, I will story. I think it's cast better. Um, see, I'll agree to disagree on it because I think the first one's better, just in the fact that I think it's a more cinematic, tighter story. Okay, it's uh that feels like a film that's telling its own story. Annabelle Creation feels like another. Uh, here goes something again, Bump in the Night type movie to me. Okay, but. I will say this movie, the scares are next level. Yes, they're taken up in a whole another notch. Yes, uh, and there's more scares per minute in this. That's film what as I well. love about it because it is scarier. Yeah, so when it's, you look at it from that aspect, this movie's definitely yeah. scarier. But I think the first one's just richer in the story okay. of of the couple. There's with a the lot pregnancy. Going on. It's got some psychological drama in it as well, and this movie's just more of a full on boom, 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 boom ah, film. Okay. Wake up, Ryan. I'm sorry, man. It's Get it together. It's getting late. You should have the heebie-jeebies scared out of you by now. Mm. Keeping you on your toes. So, Annabelle Creation, it follows uh, doll maker Samuel Mullins. And he's the guy that's originally made the doll. Well, they lose their child in a car accident, him and his wife. And 12 years later, a, a nun and uh, five orphan girls come to take up residence in the house. And, of course... Annabelle's locked away in a room that one of those meddling kids goes in there and opens up that door and lets that demon on out. Then we have some fun. We get really good performances from all these kids. Yeah, really good. All the kids. Um, Young Lulu Wilson. Yep, uh, Lulu Wilson. We get the the wife played by, now she's known for being Aunt Zelda on the new Sabrina, Chilling Tales of Sabrina. Uh, I don't know the actress's name though. She's very good though. Um, the what's the guy's name again? Mullins. Mullins. Yeah. What's his first name? Not the mm, actor. The character. Samuel. Samuel Mullins. Uh, he's a, he's a very recognizable actor too. I don't know his name, but he's in like Empire Records and yeah. like 
He's on one of those Law and Order shows too, I think. And uh, he's in a bunch of shit, a whole bunch of shit. Uh, mixed nuts. He does a great job the here Steve too. Steve Martin movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even he's Juliet Lewis's yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this uh, creation and Annabelle both are visually very beautiful. I feel like they have the they they nail the period of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something all so these well. films do well. Yeah. Uh, f- from both Annabelle films, The Nun and The Conjuring, they accomplish the visualization of their periods so fantastically. You know, there's not a second doubt about what time period it's in when you watch it. You just know it's. We say after not knowing did. what yeah, the yeah, but we time knew the general yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we knew it was. We knew it was the '60s somewhere. Yeah, we and, and, the, and the Nun is straight the out. The Nun and The Conjuring both straight out tell you dates. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think they neither of the Annabelle films did. No. Um, but yeah, we get a lot of, uh, a lot more messing with your head in Annabelle. Cause it's, it's got a lot more hallucination, hallucinatory yeah. shit. The demon by has the demon. a lot of fun playing with yeah. these kids, you know, taking them around. No, no, in, in, in the first one, the, the original Annabelle. Yeah. Not okay. the creation. Well, yeah. And uh, just in general, you know, he plays. Oh yeah. He plays, he plays around. He doesn't he, go straight for the jugular. You I know? feel like the tricks are more mean spirited. Yeah. In Annabelle than they right. are in the creation. See, it, I feel like in Annabelle, he's actually wanting the soul. He wants yeah. the child's soul, and that's like the whole mm-hmm. point going after it. He's and already get, got the child's soul in yeah, the creation, and we get a hero too, man. We get this chick that sacrifices her life, yeah, to save yeah. to save Mia and uh, or Abby. What was her name? Uh, Mia was her Mia, name. Mia, yeah. Mia, yeah, to save Mia. And and the child, man, what a like yeah, heroic man. gesture, you know, to see in a film, and we don't get anything like that, you know, in Annabelle creation, any story uh, depth cause, like cause that. We have know. to, we have to not get anything like mm-hmm. that, you know. We just have kids yeah. that have to have to run. Yeah, and uh, get a you get a somewhat happy ending in both of these. Uh, most of these well. kind of, yeah, they're they're always bittersweet, but the because this film ends with uh, our possessed child Janice. Yeah. Escaping without the cops uh, coming in because when the cops come, they just take the animal doll. Yeah, and then uh, she relocates to her own orphanage, gets adopted by the neighbors of the main family from Annabelle. Yes, uh, and so the end of this film shows the scene from that we see about twenty minutes into Annabelle. Yeah, of the daughter Janice, who is now Annabelle. Yeah, coming she be- back. She's become. She's adopted the first name Annabelle, and then mm-hmm. she becomes Annabelle Higgins. Yep, because the demon has been in her the whole time. Adoption. Yep. And so when she murders her parents and runs over to kill our main characters from Annabelle, she grabs, lo and behold, an Annabelle doll that our main character has. Yeah. And when she commits suicide, the demon transfers into Annabelle. Yep. Or not into, it, but it's, onto. Annabelle becomes, the, the demon of Annabelle becomes into this doll. That yeah. is not the original doll from the creation movie right. but a different doll made by the same <laughs> doll maker i just kind of clicked that like this is it's fucking crazy that this is charles lee ray up. dude this is yeah. charles lee ray oh no yeah this no, scene no is is charles no lee doubt. ray for sure which is all based on robert the doll which is yeah the, the real that, story yeah, yeah the real cursed doll yeah. that it resides in a museum i can't believe Florida. this didn't click with me i just her sitting there dead with the doll in her lap Spirit getting transferred. Yeah. That's Charles Lee Ray. <laughs> I mean, all that's missing is the voodoo incantation. Mm-hmm. Octe due dimbala. Give me the Give power, me the I, power beg I beg of you. Ade <laughs> <laughs> do. Ade do dumbbella. 
I don't yeah, know why we, like it's that. late. We're getting tired. All right, let's keep know, let's keep trucking keep through this Annabelle. All right, I think we've said about all we can say. Yeah, cool Annabelle concept, movies. great movie, blew my mind away. I do prefer the first Fun one stuff. to Creation. Ryan prefers Creation to the first yes, one. Yes, I do. So that just goes to tell you that there's a little bit of something for everybody in these yeah, movies, yeah. and it's cool because they did two different genre films. We had a psychological tormented horror film with Annabelle, mm. and then with this movie we had the straight up. Go scared. Yeah. You want to look away from the screen film. And it leads us perfectly into what I would have to say the top, one of the top five big budget Hollywood horror films of the past decade, The Conjuring. Uh, this made my top movies of the decade list. Yeah, hands down. For last decade. Top so, top five, one of the top um, five mainstream horrors of the decades. I did, when I did that list, I did, uh, I did one horror movie and one non-horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Because I felt like, otherwise it would just be unfair. Yeah, it would really would. Actually, we'd probably run out of films too, because there hasn't been, besides Bloomhouse, you know, what other big horror movies have been coming out, really. And in, in the 2010s? A24 and Bloomhouse. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of Blue Mouse movies in A24. A so, lot. Yeah, That's it's a lot it. of them. <laughs> so, uh, um, Warner Brothers and New Line. Yeah, yeah. To be able to release what I think would be the scariest movie out of all of those. Oh, man, for it's terrifying. Sure. For sure. Show me a movie that's come out that's as scary as this okay. in the past ten years. You can't do it. We're finally getting into the, the, the actual, the Warrens. We finally have a strong male character three films into the What I want to know saga. is... Four films. There's a lot of people who think that the Warrens are frauds, mm-hmm. and they exploited people for their money, and they took a lot of money from people yeah. and exploited them. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Uh, I Personally, I feel that Ed and Lorraine Warren worked a lot of cases. You know, they went all over, far and wide, documenting anybody that would give them a call. Uh, do people call them hoaxes? Yes. Uh, is some of the shit they ran into probably true? I'm, I'm 100% sure. With cases like Annabelle and this film in particular, uh, listening to interviews that people that have worked with them or were affected mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff, you know, it's just hard not to believe some of those. But yeah. then you read some of their stuff that just sounds so bogus and sounds like some shit out of a tabloid or something you would read on, like, thehardtimes.net, like a parody article. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't fucking matter as long as we get some good movies out of it. Yeah, I mean, you said it all. Yeah, I, 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 it's yeah. I'm sure some of the shit they did was just them playing, uh, you know, therapist and helping yeah. people come to a peace of get mind, a peace of mind more yeah. than clearing out any demons or ghosts in a house. But I'm sure they ran into the fair share of actual paranormal shit. Yeah, too. yeah. Uh, you know. I'm sure it's not as as, as it was displayed in these movies, mm-hmm. but still, you know, it's yeah. real life is never look at, look at the art that they gave us. Yeah, now, man. thank you so I much. I mean, just come on. <laughs> uh, everybody wants to say that people are uh, they want to talk shit about people whether they die. Yeah, so I mean, that. of course, they all call her a fraud now that she's right. dead. Well, I um, thought she was still alive. Uh, she passed away a couple years or last oh. year, either last year or 2018. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was still living for a while though, and people were calling her a fraud while she was still alive. But I've seen it more now than uh, than I did before, and I'm just like, come on, uh, just get over it. Like, yeah, they made a little bit of money off of it. Who wouldn't? Like, you're telling me that if you had a power, like being able to fucking like she was an empath and like a psychic, and then he was just a motherfucker that could do exorcisms. Right. So you know, 
I mean, you tell me you have a skill like that and you're not going to exploit it? No, yeah, you're going to definitely going to fucking make money. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, I mean, that's their, it yeah, became I mean, their way of life, man. The that's just what it fucking is, man. It is what it is. And without the Warrens and their spectacular tales, made up or not, we wouldn't have these fucking kick-ass movies. So Very true. And James Wan is the man, so he's the man to tell these stories. Uh, we get the dude from Office Space and Conjuring. I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> what is his name? We finally get some good... Ron Livingston, man. finally get Ron some Livingston. good stuff with the Warrens. We're getting some quality time with the Warrens. And, uh, man, my main man, Patrick Wilson, dude. Like, Patrick he, Wilson, man. Any movie. Vera any movie. Farmiga. Uh, Patrick Wilson, more so. They're all... They're both good. Yeah, but I could watch, I could watch him act every role in a film and be okay. Okay. Like, let me watch Patrick Wilson in drag. But he's not in The Departed, though. <laughs> the Departed, no. He's not. He's not. I'd like to hear him with an accent, though. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Love me. I, I feel like it. I've watched a movie with him where he has an accent. Yeah. Like, he has a Boston accent or something. I, but I don't remember that. what it is yeah. right off the top of my head right now. Let's dig into that. Have a Patrick Wilson little night. But, man, we get a lot of good stuff. We get an up-and-coming Joey King who, who's gone on to play... Uh, uh, God, what's the girl's name with the uh, the crazy mom that made her act like she was paralyzed and was feeding her through a feeding tube? Gypsy Rose. What? <laughs> Gypsy Rose uh, Blanchard. You don't know about that? No. Um, man, it's a real fucking... She's in the, this, those Kissing Booth movies that I've heard people bitch about so much. Yeah, I never watched any of those. She's in Slender Man. Yeah, she was in Slender Man. Uh, she's also in that... Uh, the, the the Hulu original The Act, which is about uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, which is what I was talking yeah. about, uh, which is a very severe case of child abuse and then the child killing the mother, and then now she's in prison when she shouldn't be in prison because the only reason she's in prison is because it was premeditated. Oh, is that that Hulu movie? Yeah, yeah. Is she is a little ball girl? It's a, yeah, it's a... Is she set the house on fire or something? No, she stabbed her mom. Stabbed her. Yeah, I've seen the, her, uh, it was the either trailers. Her, either her or her boyfriend stabbed the right. mom, but they were both involved in the killing of her mom. Okay. Um, which I don't... I don't think she should... I don't think she should be doing time right now. I think that should have been uh, a justifiable homicide, honestly. Because her mom was like literally uh, pumping her full of medicine that made her sick, Oof. Uh, telling everybody and having her believe that she has cancer and spinal issues and yeah, whatnot, terrible. and exploiting it to make money to have houses and not have to pay bills, mm-hmm. um, just make a wish stuff like that, like all kinds of crazy fraud going on. And all of the all of the uh, expense of her daughter's health, which is fucking terrible. Um, she is supposed to get out in 2024. Jeez, the real life Gypsy Rose Blanchard. It's four years. Yeah, and uh, unless the mom or the daughter, she, the daughter, is daughter okay, the daughter. Yeah, the mom's dead. Okay. Yeah, there's an HBO documentary which should be on HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, called Mommy Dead and Dearest. Watch that shit. Let's check that out. Yeah. So we got her, we got um, Patrick Wilson, we got Vera Farmiga. Yep, great cast. What's, uh, what's the mom's name? It's Lily something. Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor, yeah. She's a great actress, too. Uh, or actor, I should say. Yeah, she does a, she does a standout job in this film. Yeah. She's not, she's no Tony Collette. Oh, man. But 
She does. This is her own little. That's thing another podcast. <laughs> That's another show. That's another episode. But she does. We could do a whole fucking this. episode about yeah. Tony Collette. But uh, we get some cool backstory in there. You know, the land's haunted by uh, a witch named Bathsheba who had uh, got caught when she lived there by her husband. Scary. Trying to sell her child's soul to the devil or sacrifice her her yeah. newborn to the devil. And when she got caught, she professed her love to Satan and hung herself from the tree in the yard. And it cursed the land uh, where she was able to possess any mother that lived in the house and make them kill their child. So that's just been going on for yeah. years and years and years until this family comes in and decides, uh, no, Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. If anybody ever c- accuses you of being overdramatic, just be like, yo, at least I'm not Bathsheba. Right. I'm not Bathsheba. And then <laughs> Bathsheba. Snap. You know, I'm not fucking, I'm not going to hang myself. Right. And proclaim my love to Satan. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not No, I'm not that, that dramatic. You know, so they, come on. So they call in, they finally get Ed and Lorraine Warren to come out here, and uh, they bring in the whole nine, man. They bring in the crew, the audio guys, the EKG guys, the sheriff, and... Oh, yeah, man. They fucking stake out. Shit is getting weird. They get to the bottom of it, and hopefully you've seen The Conjuring, so we don't got to spell any of these movies out for you. You know what's going on. It's just absolutely terrifying and relentless right until the end of the film. It just doesn't yeah, let up. I mean, it really is. And, and my, one of my favorite things about this movie, one of my favorite parts of this movie, is uh, they play a game in the movie called Hide and Clap. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably they, the biggest scene in the film. Where the know. girls hide and then uh, the person that's trying to find them is blindfolded, but they get to call out for claps. And they trace the sound to find the hidden children <laughs> well um there's two different scenes where lily taylor's character is playing this game one is with her, well not really playing this game the second time but the first time is with the youngest daughter she doesn't get to play with the older kids so she has mom to play mm-hmm. so mom and her are playing and uh she's following the claps she gets upstairs to this room where there's this uh wardrobe is that what the word is for Yeah, that? it's a wardrobe. You it's know, a wardrobe. A lion, and a lion and a witch. She keeps hearing a clap, uh, obviously, and it is not her youngest daughter. It is a set of ghost hands clapping. Yeah, because her youngest daughter pops up behind her. Yeah, and then there's another scene later on in the movie where she's down in the basement and she just hears, want to play hide and clap. And then before she can answer back, she hears a, three claps right beside her head. Mm-hmm. Ghost hands. Scary shit. Scared it's one of the best jump scares in the whole fucking movie. One of the best jump scares in the yeah, whole movie. Yeah, it would get you. There's a there's uh, a bunch of them in here. It's in it, it, and I watched a watch Mojo uh top ten where they put it in the top ten jump scares of all time. Of all time, nice. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, probably, definitely. Um I'd have to watch every horror movie ever made to be able to actually make a top ten like right, that. But right. yeah. Uh I can agree. Um what can I say? I didn't like The Conjuring the first time I watched it. Same thing. Yeah, the exact same. I, but I, I, just... I watched a bootleg copy of it. Yeah, yeah. And I was on that. a Skype date with Richard yeah. Klinsky's granddaughter. But uh, it was definitely a... <laughs> uh, just throwing that one out there casually. Yeah. Uh, definitely something that upon watching a second time, I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, I, uh, I had a fun experience in the theater with it. But I, I didn't like it upon first viewing... Solely based on the fact that the main selling point for a lot of people was that it was rated R for terror. It was yeah. rated R for the scariness. And for other people, yeah. 
in the theater, I could tell. Uh-huh. But for me, no. So I had to let the movie s- simmer a little bit in my brain, get my expectations in check, and sit with it for a while before it finally clicked over with me. The complete opposite for Annabelle, though, when I saw Annabelle in theaters, yeah. I immediately posted a status on Facebook. I was like, Annabelle, 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, solely for the concept, man. That concept yeah. of... okay. Because you don't know that. You don't know that in The Conjuring, and you don't know that until about 45 minutes into Annabelle, that it's an actual physical demon holding the doll. Yeah. And when you finally see it for the first time, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty fucking badass. That's the biggest oh, shit movie in the, oh, shit moment in the franchise for me. I don't get one of those in The Conjuring. Definitely not in The Conjuring 2. I'll share my thoughts on that one next week. I've got to say, I've watched, uh, now that I've watched Annabelle for a second time, I do enjoy it more the second time than yeah. I did the first time. This, uh, that's just because it's got a great story. Man. This is now my third time watching Annabelle creation, and yeah. it just gets better every time. Yeah. So, it's amazing. Right. So, yeah, out of the four we watched today, The Conjuring is definitely my favorite. Of course. But it's it would be yeah, anybody's favorite. I'd say it's like. it's the best in the franchise, yeah. of course, because it's number it's one. The main, it's the one that started it's it all. It's the mainstay. You know, they it weren't is trying the, to milk the cow for. It's for, like um, know. it's like if the Conjuring universe was the NFL. It's yeah. the, these are the new. That's New England. And Patriots. hopefully, we learn in three to not use CGI because as we learn next week, you'll hear me say a thousand times <laughs> that I hate the fucking crooked man. Man, I. We'll talk about it next week, but I could not disagree more. I love the Crooked Man. Bro, if they would have gave me a damn non-CGI Crooked Man. Yes, I would have preferred Doug Jones to play the Crooked Man. But, okay, we can't have everything we want. Uh, there's no CGI in this film. Yeah, I know. There's no CGI in Annabelle. Yeah. There's no CGI in Annabelle Creation. I mean, you know how it is. Hollywood loves CGI. There's no CGI in the none. The Conjuring 2 gives us a poorly rendered... Fucking PS2 looking crooked man. I, no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> PS3. We can't, we're getting like we're getting off off topic now. We're getting into next week. Hey, a little, little, uh, little spoiler. What's to come? But yeah, so next week uh, we're watching. Uh, I believe the the, I believe the order is cr- chronologically is a uh, Curse of La Llorona, Annabelle comes home, and then Conjuring, Conjuring Two. 2. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Conjuring Two is. Uh, just fantastic i got scared shitless when i was watching it because my brother busted in my door while they were (laughs) having a very intense scene uh i love just the kids in the movie are adorable you just tell me to knock it off because we're getting too oh yeah 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 you're right i'm fucking up (laughs) uh but we're actually we're getting ready to film our movie finally uh we've only got one more weekend between now and filming uh, so if you guys want to support that and make sure that we have enough money to do everything we need to do after we film, you buy a t-shirt, uh, you buy a poster, t-shirts, posters, cash apps. uh, stickers for sale, all kinds of stuff. You can find our Indiegogo all over our social medias. There's a link on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook that takes you to everything that is Martell's movie madness related. It has all the links. They're all conveniently labeled for the Patreon, uh, Spotify. I think there's one for the iTunes. There's one for Anchor, which will take you to iTunes if you can't get the iTunes on the link tree. Anchor. Um, If you go to the Anchor, it shows you every platform that we're on. So you can show everybody, all your friends, no matter where they listen to podcasts, that they can listen to Martell's Movie Madness. 
Uh, make sure you're following us on social media. If you're not, it is at Martell's Movie Madness on Facebook and Instagram, at Movie Madness 69 on Twitter. Um, we don't recommend 69ing your movies. No, we do not recommend 69ing your movies. That is just the only screen name that I could use that was available. <laughs> I tried every combination of Movies Madness and Martell. And Spartel's Movie Madness 69 was the only one that was available. Or just Movie Madness 69. No. Oh, yeah. Movies, Movie Madness 69 was the only one that yeah. was available. Martel's Movie Madness itself, too long. Twitter said no. Fuck that. It's too long. Too long. Cut me off at M-A-R. Keep it down. <laughs> and then uh, Movie Madness itself was taken. Movie Madness 666 was taken. Martel's Madness was taken. Uh, so we get Movie Madness 69. Uh, you can find me on social media at Trailer Trash God on Instagram, at Martel the God on Twitter. Cagney, tell the fine people where they can find you. You can find me anywhere you look if you just close your eyes and count to three and say, one, two, three, Cagney. <laughs> Those are specific You're instructions. You're a silly Billy. Those are specific instructions. You do you that. You can follow I'll him up. on Twitter at Cag Love, Cags Loves Movies. <laughs> at, on Instagram at Cagney likes this. Alright, two for two. And uh fucking just search Cagney Larkin on Facebook. Three for three, that's me. But seriously, do that little enchantment spell. Me, yeah. and, me and Ryan will pop up little tiny. Join people. us on Patreon. Three dollars a month. It's Martel it's patreon.com slash Martel's movie madness. Like I said earlier, I'm gonna do a franchise ranking for the conjuring on there. We're gonna do some stuff with Tales from the Crypt next month that we're gonna put on there. <laughs> Um, we're going to have another little bonus episode up there for this month. Uh, just wild shit going on, generally speaking. Probably release like a work print of the movie on there. Maybe. I don't like know. a, like a pre-edit. I don't know. For Patreon subscribers, like a private Vimeo. That might be too much to give away on Patreon. For the, for the $10 subscribers. Yeah, we might do that on the $10 subscribers. But, uh, yeah. Thank y'all for listening. Now let's uh, watch some fucking movies. <laughs> you like that Jeff Goldblum? Do it again without the uh. uh let's uh, watch some fucking movies. Uh, Life uh, finds <laughs> a way. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Gotta do it good. Alright, you ready? Let's watch some fucking movies. Looks like you survived the movie madness. Congratulations. Come back next week for more chills, thrills, and spine tingling tales of terror and movies because that's what makes the world go round.